Hello, guys. Welcome to the Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club for Tuesday, November 7, 2023. Um, this podcast will be presented in monaural sound, and there words mono, because for some reason the audio on the left right on the right audio is not wanting to be presented right. So instead, I am going to be presenting this in mono instead of um, stereo. So I do apologize for that, but unfortunately, apparently, my microphone does not want to play right with me. So. Yeah, that's really weird. Um, so I do apologize for that. But anyway, um, it is now. Let me start things off with a web report. Um, let me get loaded up here. There we go. Um, right now, as of um, I would say 7:01 a.m., um, it is 46 degrees outside with overcast clouds. Um, Tuesday, later today, I should say, it'll be 54 with moderate rain. (coughs) Wednesday, it'll be 52 with clear sky. Thursday, it'll be 48 with moderate rain. Friday, it'll be 52 with light rain. Saturday, it'll be 55 with light rain. Sunday, it'll be 54 with light rain. And Monday will be 52 overcast. And that's the um, weather report there. Let's go back to the homepage there. Barely it's bookmarked. Alright, let's go ahead and read some more editors to the reviewers. Editors, the readers, editor, readers respond. Don't remove new bike lanes, please. This is letters to the editor. I'm a longtime Portlander who moved away for work during the pandemic and recently moved back. As an enthusiastic taxpayer who believes our city is a wonderful place with even more civic potential, I believe that sudden plans to remove the section of bike lane on Northeast 33rd Avenue between Northeast Holman and Northeast Stacum are incredibly disappointing and frustrating. It follows on the heels of the attempted destruction of the new Broadway bike infrastructure infrastructure as accompanied by excuses about not notifying Northeast 33rd Avenue neighbors appropriately. I don't bike. I'm a pedestrian and transit first resident, although I do sometimes drive. But we have goals as a city towards reducing traffic violence and building toward a growing mood share that makes everyone, including drivers, safer while decreasing negative environmental impacts. These are stated and adopted goals of the city. The Portland Bureau of Transportation has a budget crisis, yet has time and money to remove safety infrastructure that is in line with our stated goals as a city. I can't accept that this is the direction our city is choosing to move. 
I have no confidence in the ability of Portland Commissioner Mingus Maps or PBOT Director Millicent Williams to be responsible in this situation. And I do hope that Mayor Ted Wheeler might find it appropriate to intercede so that our safety infrastructure is not further damaged and our environmental goals are not further derailed before we have an opportunity to elect new, more accountable and professional officials. Just saying. Uh, that's uh, editor the editor there. Oregon State men's basketball free takeaways from the Beavers. From the Beavers, 82-46 win over Winfield. This is a very quick story. Free takeaways from Oregon State's 82-46 win over Winfield. The men's basketball 2023-24 season opener Monday in Gill Coliseum. Number one, defense was a highlight of the Beavers' win. mainly just a picture gallery by the way now let's read one more um, reader letters to the editor incremental gun bans affect hunters too after every mass shooting a letter appears in the Oregonian Oregon live from a category of gun owner whom I refer to as syntaxious hunter readers respond some gun restrictions make sense back on November 1st that was six days ago these individuals try to cultivate a higher moral plane among the non-gun owning public because they only use their weapons for hunting and they call for restrictions on so-called assault weapons this despite hunting having nothing to do with the right to keep and bear arms and shrine the second amendment Alright, um, should I read one more, um, report, or should I just stop it here? Um, I think I've just stopped it here, because it is 7.07, but, um, uh, how long is this Tuesday morning shall report? Um, if we hurry up, we could read this, um, um, the... uh, nah, um, Tuesday morning showers taper off by afternoon. Portland sees high of 55. The front that moved for the region Monday has left some showers in its wake that will continue for Tuesday morning in Portland. <coughs> the National Weather Service says the showers will decrease in coverage from northwest to southeast by the afternoon and into the evening. <coughs> The skies will remain mostly cloudy, and the wind has died down to about 5 to 10 miles per hour. The high will be about 55 degrees. Overnight clearing will bring patchy fog to some areas of the Labatt Valley, where localized cloud clearing occurs. Do you have things you need to do outside this week? Wednesday might start with patchy fog, but it should clear by about noon offering some sun breaks. 
This may be Portland's only rain-free day of the week, you know. The high will be about 53 degrees. It'll be a great day to rack up those fallen leaves now. And first they should start off dry with some patchy fog, but clouds will increase later in the morning and widespread rain will fall for the evening course of a Pacific cold front. The high will be near 51 degrees. Current long-range forecast show continued showers on Friday. The jury is still out on the weather on the weekend, with about 50-50 chance of rain both Saturday and Sunday. High temps will likely be in the low to mid-50s. I'm definitely not reading that tweet. We're out of time. There you go. That's all the news and weather for you guys and the narrow weather report, sort of. So there you go. Um, what commercial should I put in, guys? Um, okay, I want to apologize for this um, little thing cut off a little bit there. Okay, I guess I'll just work with a three-minute break, I guess. Anyway, you're listening to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club for Tuesday, November 7, 2023. Coming up is Food Talk. Stay tuned. We'll be right back right after this. Don't go away. That was Unstoppable by Sia. Technically from 2016. Although it says it's from 2022, but technically it's from 2016. It got a cult following in 2022. Before that was popular featuring Playboy Cordy from The Idol, I believe. Let me hover over it. Yep, from the HBO original series The Idol by The Weeknd and Madonna. But now it is time for food talk. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to take a break from the comfort food recipes and read stuff from different guys. How about some slow cooker soups and stews, guys? How about that? How about some clam chowder, guys? Got a lot of tabs open, guys. But you don't need to know that. I don't know why I said that. But anyway, um, slow cooker clam chowder. Living near the outer banks of North Carolina, I've taken this indigenous recipe for clam chowder and added a northern touch to the chagrin of the locals. All those here on the Crystal Coast, as this area is called after all, love the added touch, and I hope you do as well. (laughs) It's ready in seven hours. There's nine ingredients, and it serves seven to eight. Here are the ingredients. You'll need 51 ounces of ocean clams, or three pounds of large cans, 46 ounces of ocean clam juice, a large can, one and a half to three-fourth pounds of salt pork, one large light onion chopped fine two bay leaves three to four large potatoes are peeled and cubed 
three to four teaspoons of black pepper, three cups of half and half, four tablespoons of cornstarch. That's it for the ingredients. Now, let's move on to directions. Step one. In a skillet saute, the salt in a skillet, saute the, por- the salt pork. Make sure you cut them into cubes. Step two, add chopped onions for the last few minutes and fry with pork. Step three, put all ingredients in a six quart crock pot except for the milk and cornstarch. Step four, Cover and cook approximately for six to seven hours in a slow cooker. Step five. During the last half hour, mix cold half and half with the cornstarch. Step six. Add the crock pot slowly mixing well. Step seven. Cook for another half hour. And then last but not least, It goes well with white line and French bread. Just saying. So there you go. Um, Wonder when this recipe was submitted. It doesn't say. Yeah, as I said, that's really weird. Hmm. Oh well. Not like it really matters to me. Um, I think that's the only slow cooker recipe we'll read. Let's go back and read something else. How about quick and easy recipes um thirty minute fifty minute dinner recipes Minute steaks with shaistos and jasmine fries. Minute steaks like top round or shoulder cuts are the best choice for a succulent and speedy leak night supper. They're ready in 15 minutes. There's nine ingredients. Here's what you need. Two third cups of jasmine rice, one cup of water, two tablespoons of water, kosher salt, two minute steaks, seven to eight ounce, seven to eight ounces each, two tablespoons of grapeseed oil. Three tablespoons of olive oil or grapeseed if preferred. Three fourth pounds of shisisto bell pepper. And four scallions, thinly sliced, 
whites and greens and separated. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Step one, bring place the rice and water in a saucepan with a tight fitting lid over medium height heat. Bring to a boil, season lightly with salt and top with the lid. Reduce to a simmer and cook until rice is tender 12 minutes. Uncover lid and fluff with a fork. Meanwhile, dry steaks well and season very generously with salt. Heat a large cast iron skillet over high heat. When smoking, add grapeseed oil, add grapeseed oil and swirl the coats. Transfer steaks to skillet and top immediately with another skillet or two to encourage browning. Cook one minute, flip, and remove the plate to rest. Step three, wipe out skillet and add olive oil. Add shishistos, season with salt, and cook, turning only occasionally until deep and deeply char charred and softened about six minutes. Add scale on lights and cook until crisped one minute. Remove from heat. Step four, thinly slice the steaks against the grain and plate with shishistos and rice. Garnish with the scallion greens and serve. And that's it. Just a simple 15-minute recipe. Never heard of minute steaks before. I have to try that someday. That looks pretty good. Not without the peppers and scallions and rice, though. That's weird. Um... That doesn't mix right with me, though. So, yeah, um, that's gonna be it for Food Talk, guys. Um, there you go. A four-minute commercial break there. Um, coming up in the next segment will be um, um, what is it? Um, TMZ celebrity news, guys. Um, where basically we are going to be probably talking about who's dying or what's going on, World War Free or whatever. <laughs> I hope it's not World War Free. I highly doubt it, though. But um. And who knows what the CIA is doing to us. <laughs> but there you go. Um, let me just double check something here. Um, yeah, it looks fine. Um, anyway, you're listening to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club for Tuesday, November 7, 2023. Who knows what the CIA is doing. But anyway, stay tuned. More to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club. We'll be right back. Don't go away. That was Women, Doja Cat, and David Kushner, Daylight on the Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club. Now it is time for TMZ Celebrity News. And guess what? 
we get to talk about Israel versus Palestine. Woohoo! Isn't that gonna be fun? That's sarcasm there, by the way. Jewish man killed at competing rallies in Canada or California, I think. Guess we'll find out. Possible hate crime. Yep, California. A Jewish man was killed at a pro-Palestine rally, rally in California. And police are now investigating his death at a possible hate crime. 69-year-old Paul Kessler was attending the Sunday afternoon event in Thousand Oaks, California, where there was also a competing pro-Israel rally. Kessler was demonstrating in support of Israel, where he posted on X, saying, Breaking, this is the last photo of Paul Kessler taken just five minutes before he was attacked by an anti-Israel protester yesterday afternoon. I received photos and videos from a source at the scene. As you know, Israelis and Palestinians under the rule of Hamas are embroiled in a bloody war in the Middle East. Hamas attacked the Jewish state in October, sparking the conflict. Law enforcement tell us at the gathering in Ventura County, Kessler got into a heated argument with the Palestine counter-protesters, leading to a physical fight. Cops say Kessler was knocked backwards, causing him to fall and hit his head on the ground. Video of the incident later surfaced on X. You can take a look. Nah, not really. I'm not going to bother with that crap. Tesla is sprawled out on the sidewalk after the altercation. He appears to be in agony as two people tend to him. Tesla was rushed to a local hospital where he died from his head injuries. The L.A. County coroner determined his death was a homicide. Candlelight vigil, candlelight vigil at the corner, corner where Mr. Paul Kessler was murdered. A rep for the Ventura County Sheriff's Office says they're investigating and have not ruled out the possibility of a hate crime. But yet, no one has been arrested. <laughs> well, too bad. Anyway, um, CFDA Awards. Celebs take over at New York City fashion events. Kim Kardashian, Anne Hathaway, Serena Williams. Here's something a little bit more happier. Wild Styles. Some of Hollywood's hottest stars flew east to the Big Apple attend the so-called Oscars of American Fashion. Squeezing into their tight, fat outfits that were just smoking. Kim Kardashian, Anne Halfway, Gneff Paltrow, Debbie Moore, and Serena Williams all showed up for Monday's night, Monday night's annual council of fashion designers of America's Fashion Awards at the Museum of Natural History in Manhattan. KK was a real head-turner in her black... 
form-fitting leather dress with silver chains and a cross medallion around her neck. Halfway, who hosted the gala, spotted a denim corset and full-length denim skirt with classy high heels chopped off by Bulgari jewels. Paltrow, Williams, and Moore look just as radiant. Ganeff chose all-black attire with a stylish dress cut down the center. Serena also wore all-black and appeared appeared ravishing. Moore took the silver route in her flashy gown. As for the top honorees, Ganeff and her Goop brand snagged the CFDA Fashion Award for Innovation, while Serena won the CFDA Fashion Icon Award. Other celebs also attended the ceremony, including Martha Stewart, Mary J. Blige, Nina Dobrev, Carly Kloss, Emma Chamberlain, Winnie Harlow, Nikki Hilton, Naomi Watts, Lala Anthony, Lori Harvey, and Shay Mitchell. Okay. Alright, I think we have time maybe for one more story. Um, Kyle Richards and Mauricio Yamansky. No prenup, no immediate divorce plan yet. Kyle Richards and Mauricio Yamansky have no immediate plans to go down the road of divorce. But it is worth noting, though, that you do not have a prenup in place. TMZ has learned, though. With Kyle recently referring to their separation as a straight-up divorce, there is a fortune on the table that, if that apparent slip of the tongue becomes reality, auto sources with direct knowledge tell us near Kyle nor Mauricio has lawyered up. <laughs> Multiple sources tell TMZ... Kyle and Mauricio are not directly talking about ending their marriage, but we're told though they have the 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 thought is certainly present. So division if of assets is something to consider, assuming they decide to cross that bridge. That is, Kyle has made her mark on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and scored millions of dollars. And Mauricio has acquired a net worth of $100 million with nearly $5 billion in real estate sales. When he married Kyle, he wasn't even working in real estate. He was making peanuts while working in fashion before going to real estate. Working for Kyle's brother-in-law, Rick Hilton, and then opening the agency in 2011. The pair's decision to separate wasn't an easy one. Kyle broke down in tears this past weekend when asked where things stood between them during a Q&K at BravoCon. It looks like Marcio is having an easier time now, enjoying a single life with some cozy sightings with his Dancing with the Stars partner, Emma Slater. And as of now, the exes are playing, are playing friendly. So if they do decide to end their marriage, 
some accountants and lawyers are definitely going to have a busy time dividing the spoils of their marriage now. Yep. I think you're right about that. <laughs> but anyway, um, that is it for TMZ Celebrity News. Um, yep. What should we do now? Oh yeah, I gotta put a commercial in. Um, two point five, two and a half, I should say. Okay, I want to do three minutes. I know exactly what I am going to play. I think I'm gonna put in later though. Um. What I'm going to be playing is, I'm going to be playing some good music. I'm going to be playing 3D, Jack Harlow, Jungkook, Jungkook and Jack Harlow, 3D, and Bad Habit by Steve Lacey. I'll put it in later, but that is what I will be playing, though. I'll put it in as soon as the commercial break starts, guys. But I do know what I want to play. I just want to make sure I know what I'm working with when the commercial starts. So there you go. But anyway, you're listening to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club for um, Tuesday, November 7th, 2023. Again, it's crazy how this Palestine crap is going on, guys. It's crazy. And by the way, next segment coming up is Pokemon News, guys, by the way. So that's going to be really exciting, guys. After all, the station for Pokemon fans. So stay tuned. Pokemon News is coming up, guys. Stay tuned. More of the Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club will be right back right after this. Don't go away. We'll be right back. That was Bad Habit by Steve Lacey and 3D by Jungkook and Jack Harlow. Bad Habit is from Pokemon X, by the way. And speaking of Pokemon, it is now time for Pokemon News. <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys say that? Makes me want to... Oh, yeah. Um, learn all about Mew in a new episode Beyond the Pokedex. Which apparently is on YouTube. Watch the latest episode of this fun series that will teach you all sorts of cool facts about this Pokemon. Do you consider yourself a Pokemon expert? With more than 1,000 Pokemon, there's always more to learn. And Beyond the Pokedex is a video series committed to making learning about Pokemon fun. In this new episode, Pokemon Enthusiastics, Spruce and Maple put the mythical Pokemon Mew, Pokemon number 0151, under their investigative microscope. If you missed any other episodes, you can catch up by checking out the entire playlist now. It's on YouTube, by the way. Let's go back. Alright, let's take a look at some Pokemon Go news. Closing out the Pokemon Go Battle League season with the Electric Cup and Catch Cup. <coughs> Learn what it takes to succeed in two popular Go Battle League Cups. <coughs> By Caleb Peng. As we head into the month of November, the final month of the Pokemon Go Adventures Abound season, Trainers around the world are looking to battle for their final rankings in the Go Battle League. 
from newer players trying to hit the ace rank for the first time to seasoned players fighting for that highest leaderboard position. Everyone will have a chance to battle it out in the upcoming Electric Cup and Catch Cup. In this article, we will be diving into the unique metagame, or meta, not Facebook though, of the Electric Cup and the Seasonal Catch Cup. The Electric Cup will take place from November 3rd to the 17th, and the Catch Cup will follow from November 17th to the 24th. The Electric Cup's first and second weeks will run concurrently with the Great League and Ultra League, respectfully. The Catch Cup will be the only format available during its week. Alright, Electric Cup. The first and last time we had the Electric Cup, it took place in January and February of this year, during the Mythical Wishes season. The Cup's rules dictate that every Pokemon used must be electric type and 1500 CP or below. Dun Stunfisk, Hel Heliolisk, Charbug, and Vicavolt are banned from use. Well, these rules have changed from last time, there are still new factors to watch out for. This season is introducing a number of changes to the moves and move sets of available electric type Pokemon. The fast attack spark saw an increase in damage at the trade off of slower energy generation. Magnemite, Magneton, and Magnezone can now all learn the fast attack volt switch, which is an upgrade for Magnezone in particular. Marit, Flaffy, and Ampharos can now learn the charge attack Trailblaze, providing them with a grass type attack to increase their type coverage. In addition, Pawnee from the Paldea region was introduced to Pokemon Go, and its evolutions Palmo and Palmont have entered the meta, both with the intriguing type combination of electric and fighting. Magnezone is one of the Pokemon that benefits the most from this shakeup. Volt Switch allows Magnezone to gain energy faster than it could with Spark, feeling a quicker loud charge, which still hits hard, even if it's resisted by many Pokemon in the Electric Cup meta. Magnezone can also use Mirror Shot, a cheaper charge attack, with a 30% chance of lowering the opponent's attack that is especially useful for, for baiting out Protect Shields. The changes to the fast attack, Spark, are generally seen as a downgrade to the move for the Electric Cup, although it does more damage in an environment where most Pokemon resist Electric type damage. Its slower energy generation is a significant blow to its utility. This mostly impacts Lantern, but in this meta, Water Gun is typically its preferred fast attack anyway, since so few notable electric type Pokemon resist water type damage. But given the strength of Lantern in the Electric Cup, though, Spark may still be useful for those Lantern versus Lantern latchups. Trainers may will have to decide though if the trade-off is worth using though it instead of the more generally useful water gun. The charge attack trailblaze not only provides more repents evolutions with extra type coverage, 
but it's also guaranteed to increase the user's attack. Of Marit, Flaffy, and Ampharos, Ampharos is the Pokemon trainers are most likely to choose from this group to use in the Electric Cup. With access to a dark type charge attack, Brutal Sling, Ampharos can hit the entire pool of Pokemon most often use the Electric Cup meta for neutral or super effective damage when combined with Trailblaze. Shadow Amparos is also an option if you want to pack an even bigger punch and make your opponents think twice about shielding against charge attacks. With Lantern being one of the bulkiest and strongest Pokemon in this meta, the addition of Trailblaze to Amparos presents a serious threat to many top teams. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to stop it here, um, unfortunately. But I don't really want to do that, though. But, unfortunately, I have no choice, guys. Um, I'm running out of time. Um, but I think I have an idea, though. I think I am going to go ahead and um, copy this link. And what I'm going to do is I am going to um, paste it into um, my... Um, if it can load, there we go. Um, I'll just save that for later, so I can at, so I can um, paste it into my own Twitter feed or X or whatever it's called now, and then I can tweet it to you guys, and you can access it later on our Twitter feed or or X or whatever it's called now. I don't know why the guys at Twitter called it Elon Musk X or whatever you call it now, but anyway, um, that's just how it is. But anyway, um, that's just how it is. But anyway, that's Pokemon news, guys. Anyway, coming up in the next segment, we're going to be playing old games on an uh, old system. Not really sure which one it'll be. It'll probably be my um, Furry Lycanroc system on PCM. I'll probably get that loaded up well um, um, during the commercial break, I guess. But speaking of that commercial break, i got to get that queued up. Um... So I shall go ahead and do that. Um, that's a minute and a half. Two. I think we'll just do a three minute break here. Um, be surprised guys um again i want to apologize for the right channel being so low guys um i don't know what my microphone's thinking guys it's being weird um and by the way i remember when i was hearing at40 from power 947 um it was like this too actually now my microphone is being the same way too it's really weird so I don't know what's going on today. Um, it's been doing this since Monday, I believe. So I don't know what's going on. So, again, I do apologize. But anyway, that was Pokemon News, guys. But anyway, coming up, we're going to be playing old games on the Furry Lycanroc emulation. So stay tuned. More to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club. We'll be right back. Don't go away. We'll be right back. 
That was Paint the Town Red by Dojo Cat, and We Didn't Start the Fire by Fallout Boy, which ironically references Pokemon. But anyway, it is now time to play some old games on my PC emulation. Um, what should we play, guys? Um, what do I have? Oh, it's empty. Okay. Okay, Image 01. I'm not really sure what that is, but oh well. Um, but we're going to go to the multimedia ISOs. And I think we're going to play myself some 3D Ultra Pinball. Um, not really sure if it's installed on here. Let me double check and see if it is. Hey, it is installed. So we are go ahead and play it then. U-P-I-N-B-A-O-I-S-O. Okay, would you like to run Ultra Pinball? Yes, I would. Yeah, 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 Crimea River. Yeah, it's a Sierra game, by the way. Don't know if you can hear this well, but I don't think it'll really matter. But you at least can hear my voice, at least. That's some good news. Check this out. Sierra! <laughs> Skip that. Preferences. Okay, it looks like I've already changed them. That's good. A little bit of lag here, but that's to be suspected. Let's play Command Post. Just one player. Command Post table up and running. Shoot back alley lanes to initiate bonus. Ah. Good luck. Yeah, whatever. Here we go. Here goes nothing. Technically, this isn't really 3D pinball, but close enough. Well, back then, 95, it was supposed to be like this. Ooh, free ball. That's interesting. How do I get free balls? Oh my god, I'm over at 50 million? Holy crap. those two balls there. There it goes. Aim for the back alley. Start next bonus loop. Yep. Of course it's a bozo ball. Moses there, that's good. I got to get Moses up all this time. Nope. I had to update the time on the system, by the way. Because the new change is daylight saving time. November 5th, daylight saving time changed, by the way. Good shot. I'm trying. Couldn't make it, though. Oh, I did. Never mind. 
Nope, too late. Oh, oh yeah, too late. Yep, too late. <laughs> Back then, this was worth something. In 95, that is. Because this is... Still got one ball left. This one's been lasting me a while now. Close call. 
we can. If I can do it. If I can get there. out of time guys yep that's it I can't now it's over with all right L Y C N R O C yep game over 19,678-200 yes Alright, that's it for this segment. Um, Alright, um, I think that's it for this segment, guys. Um, coming up in the last segment, we're just going to do news and weather, guys. Um, and see if... It, I don't know. We'll see what happens in the end. Um, um, let me put some commercials in really quick. Anyway, you're listening to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club for Tuesday, November 7th, 2023. We'll be right back right after this. Don't go away. Alright, sorry about that. I had to shut down my um, PC emulation. Uh, sorry about that. I had to shut down my PC emulation. Um, sorry I'm off a little bit. Um, uh, that was sure thing my Miguel and Bacar Helen back. Don't know why I said that, but oh well. Um, sorry I'm off a little bit, but um, I was shutting down my PC emulation. Apparently it was getting hung up a little bit. Um, so I am sorry I'm late a little bit. I'm not out of breath or anything, but it's fine. I'm, um, I'm okay. I'm okay. But um, I am just sorry I'm late. I just wasn't paying attention to time or anything. So there you go. But anyway, um, so I do apologize for that. Anyway, let's just go ahead and get a weather report and shut up. Um, right now, as of 8.32 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, it is 48 degrees outside and cloudy. Today it'll be 54, and tonight it'll be 39. Rain will be ending around 10.15 a.m. Here's today's forecast for Dallas, Oregon. In the morning, it will be 51. Afternoon, 52. Evening, 43. And overnight, 40. Weather today in Dallas, Oregon. It feels like 46. 
6.59 a.m. and sun... Oh, 6.59 a.m. is sunrise. And 4.53 p.m. is sunset. Um, high and low is 54 and 39 respectfully. Humidity is 99%. Pressure is up 30.11 inches. Visibility is 10 miles. Wind is 5 miles per hour, I believe, northeast, I believe. Dew point is 48. UV index is 0 of 11. And moon phase is a waning crescent. And um, the daily forecast today, 54 with rain. Wednesday, 54 with partly cloudy skies. Thursday, it'll be 47 with rain. Friday, it'll be 53, mostly cloudy. And Saturday, it'll be 54 with scattered showers. So there you go. But yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and now, um, I really want to cut the short, guys, but I don't really want to do that, though. Um, um, what should I do? Um, how about we just read something on my website? Um, I don't really have a lot to read here, though, um, um, as far as I'm concerned. Um, There's not really a lot here to read that's new. Um, um, I guess we can read some music news, guys. Um, um, yeah, let's read some music news, guys. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, let's read this. Stranger Things. Teases fans will first look at opening season, opening scene of season five. Stranger Things got a sneak peek at the opening scene of the final season. On Tuesday, November 7th, the Writer's Room Twitter account shared the following teaser. Darkness, the, soul, the sound of cold wind, groaning trees, and a child's voice singing a familiar song. Fans flooded the comment section with theories. One fan was convinced the child singing was is going to be Will Byers. And passionate pleas for more information. Your sick teasing us with crumbs. Please more. One fan begged. In September the official Stranger Things social media account shared a narrative teaser with the caption, Excuse our mess, this 10 second long video showed the Scoops ice cream parlor sign and Steve, played by Joe Keery, and Robbins, played by Maya Hawk, You Rule You Suck scoreboard in a large pile of rubble. The fifth and final season of the beloved sci-fi show is expected to drop on Netflix sometime in the spring or summer of 2025 the earliest per what's on Netflix. In addition, Finn Wolfhard teased fans during an interview with Go by saying that he would be 22 years old when the fifth season gets released. Recently, Millie Bobby Brown, who made a name for herself as Eleven, 
opened up about how she felt about the show coming to an end. I think I'm ready. It's been such a huge factor in part of my life, but it's like graduating high school. It's like senior year, she told the outlet. You're ready to go and blossom and flourish, and you're grateful for the time you've had, but it's time to create your own message and live your own life, after all. Yeah, I feel you, Millie. That's how it is. I feel ya. But anyway, um, there was time to read one more story, but I don't know. Um, I was thinking of stopping it here, but I'm not really sure, though. Um, I think I'll just stop it here. Um, because I am a little bit concerned if we're running out of time. Um, yeah, we'll go ahead and stop it here. Again, I am sorry about being late. For, um, near the end of the song, but again, that's just how I am, um, sometimes. But I'm not out of breath, guys. It was just a mistake. I am, um, again, I think I, I think, um, I might be reformatting the system and starting with, um, what I think I should have done is installed, um, um, it was running on Windows 95, um, B, I believe, which is, um, 95 OSR2. But what I think I should have put on there was, um, 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 Windows 95, um, D Lite, which is, um, a modified version of 95 from Razorback, which basically gives the operating system enhanced features, including, um, drivers for Voodoo, free. So, yeah, maybe I should have installed that then. Oh, well. Lesson learned, I guess. I guess I'll have to reinstall the drivers then. Oh, well. Gotta do, gotta do. Lesson learned, I guess. Um, one, two, three. Okay, three and a half will work, I guess. Just want to put that uh, thing in there. I think to close out the show... We're going to have um, a little short song. I um, think we'll do... Um, I can find it here. Um, J Balvin, Usher, and DJ Khaled. Dietes. And... Um, uh, um, Rima and Selena Gomez, Calm Down. It's not time for me to go off the air quite yet. It will be soon, though. Um, I might be back on the air tomorrow, possibly. It depends. Aunt Lou won't be able to hear it tomorrow because it's trivia night tomorrow. So she won't be here in the morning, but she will be able to hear On Demand um, on the On Demand podcast. So there you go. So no big deal. But again, these episodes will probably be presented in mono now starting with November 6th because for some reason the microphone is just not wanting to play right with this with this so that's really weird so these episodes will be presented in mono now starting with the November 6th episode so there you go ain't nothing wrong with that but again I would really like to be aware of this but anyway that's it for the Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club it's been good having you with us I will be back on Wednesday, hopefully. But anyway, that's it, guys. See you tomorrow morning. Bye-bye.